Hi, Breton. Hi, Matt. Got any cash? No. That's unfortunate because there is a lot of cash in this town. <laughs> we see uh, a lot of all cash deals in real estate, and um, maybe you could kind of help our listeners understand where are all. How is this happening? So we have a. There's a lot of buyers in this um, in our market who have cash from various sources. Maybe they have sold another property that they owned for a long time and they had a huge amount of equity. Maybe they have been scrimping and saving. Um, maybe they have a company that they sold. Maybe they have stock options. Maybe the bank of mom and dad coughed up a couple duffel bags full of Benjamins. Yeah, or, you know, I mean, maybe they've just been saving and working hard their entire life and they've got it, you know, and 401ks and kind of other retirement plans as well. So we've seen a lot of places where people find cash and will, you know, kind of uh, suck it up to, to make the purchase. Sometimes it's just an all cash purchase. And then a lot of times they'll refi uh, after the fact, you know, within 90 days and, and actually get a mortgage. Right. Um, you know, so there's kind of when we see these numbers and i want to say like the last time i looked i want to say about a third of our deals were all cash it doesn't necessarily mean that all of those buyers had just that cash sitting around you know they may have moved things around so that they could make the purchase all cash and then they're gonna you know turn around and um, get a mortgage and put things back where they were exactly why do sellers like all cash offers so sellers have always liked all cash offers but they but in the, at the end of the day, which is a saying I hate, by the way, every sale is all cash to the seller. So, But sellers think that if there's no loan, that it's more likely that the, that the deal will actually go through. And so um, if, a, if a seller gets, say, say a seller gets four offers and one of them is cash and the other are getting financing, often they'll counter the cash offer or to try to get them up to the highest price um, so they don't have to have a deal with a financing or appraisal contingency. Um, and what absolutely just chaps my butt about that, if I can use a phrase from back when I lived in Texas. You may. Um, is that if the buyer is pre-approved with a reputable mortgage lender, it they're going to get their loan. And that's why we always encourage our buyers Go, you know, if you don't have cash, get approved with a local lender who is well known, who's a who's a respected quantity here in town, um, and we and then we encourage the listing agents call the mortgage broker, talk to the mortgage broker, and the mortgage broker will tell you that this person is a solid borrower and they've been through underwriting, and all we have to do is get the appraisal and we're we're done. Right, and I was going to say it's actually more than you know we have people just get pre-approved. We actually have them go through underwriting. Exactly. So um, their file is just sitting there waiting for a purchase contract, waiting for a house, waiting for a house, um, a purchase contract, and a preliminary title report, and we can usually close in 21 days, sometimes even less. And it's some of this, I think, is it's the leftover um, PTSD from the, the financial crisis in 08, 09, when people really did not get loans, even after they were pre-approved, because lending um, underwriting guidelines got stricter and stricter by the day. And so someone could apply for a loan, be approved, and then whoops, it 
they change the guidelines and suddenly they can't get their loan because they only had six months of reserves and not 12 or something like that. Right. Which impacted just for an example, you know, all of the folks that had gone into early contract or early reservation at the infinity and one rink on, uh, cause those were buildings that started selling, you know, 2007 and, you know, finished closings when there was a very different, uh, financial underwriting, uh, situation in place. So, yeah, I mean, you can see some big changes happen over, over time like that and, and people can be impacted. But nowadays lending guidelines have, they've, they're strict. Um, you can't do 0% down anymore like you could 10 years ago. I thought they came back, right? I mean, like lending guidelines are a pendulum, right? Like anything else. And we, we had swung so, <clears throat> so far to the one side of what, you know, like if you've got a pulse, have a loan, right? And then that obviously, you know, didn't work out in the long term. Um, so suddenly it became, you know, like it doesn't matter if you have a million dollars, we're not going to lend you a million dollars no matter what. I mean, it, like the the swing was kind of like so hard to the other direction, which it really exacerbated kind of the housing market in San Francisco at the time because you had all of these people that were kicked out of kind of the buying market at the same time everyone was moving to the rental market. So suddenly, you know, rents were just like that was the beginning of rents, you the know, rents just doing their, their skyrocket. Um, you know, and now we seem to uh, lenders seem to kind of be coming back towards towards the middle ground, although, you know, some of it is, again, questionable. And so going back to what a seller likes to see, often sellers will probably with advice of their agents say we want to take the cash offer, even when they're very, very well qualified buyers who might be submitting offers that are better um, price wise. And that's. And that, I just feel like there's this fundamental unfairness about that because the, the the landscape of, oh, you are getting a loan and you even though you're pre-approved, you might not get your loan. Those days are over as long as you're, as long as everything has been done like it should be and you've been through underwriting and you're a safe bet. Banks are so thorough these days, right? I mean, like the amount of supporting documentation that's requested is over the top. So if they've looked at all that documentation and you provided that and they're like, yeah, we're going to give you a loan, you know, as long as you find a property. I mean, that's, that's a solid buyer. That's a very solid buyer. And it's not like I have a beef with all cash buyers uh, at all. I mean, we love them, but would you like to mention your phone number? (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I said that because I have no problem with all cash buyers. I just, um, have a problem with, uh, sellers, automatically pushing the people getting loans to the back of the line behind the all cash buyers that they might have receive offers from because that that's just it's not the healthiest way for the market to be sustained i mean people who are going to get loans um it's not like if they can afford a six six or seven thousand dollar a month payment (laughs) they're pretty solid buyers yeah. And, and and like you said earlier, a lot of cash buyers turn around and finance after the fact, um, but they know their offer will be stronger if it's cash to begin with. Exactly. And I mean, I think one of the other interesting phenomena in San Francisco compared to other markets is in other markets, not that I work in other markets, but from what I hear, all cash gets you a discount. Um, and that is not the case in San Francisco. I mean, what you get for all cash in San Francisco is the property. But to your point, if you know there's another offer um, that's higher, you're going to, as cash, you'll, you know, most likely have the opportunity to, to outbid or match that number. 
um, but you're not going to get a discount. No, not at all. And I, I uh, one of our colleagues here in San Francisco put a um, Facebook post up about a listing that came on the market in a hot neighborhood, and it was listed by an out-of-town agent. And I'm not talking out-of-town with a 650 or 408 area code. It was like someone from Southern California or something. Where? And um, the the agent, the, and the place immediately went into contract even though there had been an offer date posted. And our local colleague- You say here, agent from, from Southern California and I get hives, by the way. I just have to interrupt really quick. Think about the last time, agent, Southern California. Anyway, back to this anyway. agent. So, um, agent from Southern California had posted an offer date, but then immediately sold the property. And our local colleague here called the guy and he was like, wait, you said your offer date was whatever. And he said, oh, well, I got an all cash offer. Um, so I just sold this place and it was only, and he said, I, I only took like $25,000 off the list price. I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was about 25. And the place was dramatically underpriced to the, to the market. So the guy totally just screwed his sellers by applying Southern California um, uh, practices to our market, where, like you said, the cash offer gets you the right to, but I am, to buy the property. I am certain that seller saved on commission. I am certain of it. Most likely. I'm sure he got himself a good deal uh, and and uh, paid for exactly what he got. Mm -hmm. So so there you have it. And I think one of the, uh, the other kind of things we've touched on is that not always in San Francisco is it the highest offer uh, that's accepted. Um, you know, there's this combination of price and terms. And for some sellers, particularly those who have been here for a very long time, like once they've got their number, they're just like, I just want my number and I'm done. Um, so over the years, we've had some success, you know, having buyer offers accepted that that weren't the highest. This is true. Um, and it's we've had those types of offers accepted when, say, our buyers were in the position to offer a rent back to the sellers or either, you know, quick close, long close, rent back. Um, we've also had some of our buyers offers get accepted when they've written really poignant, lovely letters to the seller. However, I do want to take a moment to say, because people often ask about letters, like if I just write a heartbreaking letter, will I get the house? And the answer is always no. You have to be there on the dollars, right? Like we've never had someone come in from like massively behind and like not, I mean, it, if, if a letter is, has tilted things in their direction, the, the price has been there too, yes? Or am I misremembering something? No, I mean, I think there might have been one or two cases where someone maybe was, you know, five or 10K behind someone and got it allegedly because of the letter. That's true. That's um, true. But nothing, I mean, we're not talking huge dollars. Yeah, no, I mean, the letter, you know, kind of like when you've got that competitive pack of offers and they're all kind of neck and neck with each other, letters really can kind of help offers stand out. Yeah. But I will also say, like, you know, being on the flip side of that and having when we have listings that are super competitive and we're getting tons of offers, some of like the things that come with them are just weird. Gluten-free muffins? Like gluten-free muffins and videos from dogs. The video from the dog was cute. <laughs> but did the video from the dog get him the house? No, the money from the highest offer got them the house. <laughs> that, is what, <laughs> that is what I'm saying. So, Brenton, do, do you have any cash? 
Um, you have a $10 bill next to your coffee over there. And uh, that's going to have to do it for us today. That'll do. Thank you.